joyful manifestation is being broadcast live on iHeart, iTunes, and many, many other stations. Hi, this is Sugandhi Ayer for the Joyful Manifestation Show. Welcome back. We're live talking to you right now. It's 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're hoping that we can make the rest of your evening and your next few days happy. Joyful Manifestation is a book and it's a show. The show is designed keeping the book in mind. It's to bring people into an energy of being positive, real positive energy that actually exists in space. All you need to do is tap into that energy and not tap into negative energy. Society, the world, loves creating negative energy. It's almost like it's a pastime for them. Oh, what are we doing? We're creating negative energy for someone else. Yay! <laughs> We're creating negative energy. <laughs> that's that's a pastime. That's a hobby, right? Watch TV. What happens? Ooh, you don't want to watch TV. And what's with all this really, really negative news being broadcast on TV? And everybody tunes into this news channel, news about the world, as if they can't live without the news for some time. You walk into a hotel lobby. They have TV screens showing you the latest news. Just want to close your eyes. Why am I being surrounded with all of this negative news? The hotel lobby is pretty. Everything is pretty. It's well organized. They've got glamour going in there. But the TV screens are busy broadcasting bad news. How about some music? Some light comedy? Something different? Something better? No. It's got to be news because people need to know what's happening. In every moment, they need to know what's going to attack them. They need to know what bad is going to happen to them. Because if they don't know, they cannot exist. Yes, sure, right. People existed many, many, many years ago when there was no TV. There was no internet. There was no TV. There were no phones. And yeah, people were okay. They did fine. They were fine. They found ways to amuse themselves. They didn't have to be on top of the news all the time. What's happening in the world? Oh, I have to find out. It's my daily fix. It's like coffee. So what's the point of having all these nice-looking lobbies and nice-looking hotels and then have all of these TV screens broadcast really bad information on a second-to-second basis so that anybody standing in the lobby is turning around and looking at the TV? Oh, my God. The world sucks. Is this what's happening? Is this what's going to hit me next? 
how are they going to be happy and how are they going to manifest joyful manifestation energy? The chances of manifesting joyful energy is so, so, so low now for people. They're constantly surrounded with all kinds of crap, trash, <laughs> excuse my word. <laughs> so they're constantly surrounded with this stuff. And they can't forget it. Wherever they go, people are talking, people are watching things. Why? What's going to happen if you don't watch all of this bad news? And if you disconnect from all of this negativity out in space created by society, what's going to happen? Really? Why not stand there and enjoy the, the decor of the hotel lobby? Try to look at everything else that's going on. And of course, these hotels, you know, what can you say about them? Any place that you go, all of these TV screens, the gym, even gyms. Have you noticed you're exercising and you're supposed to be feeling good, correct? You're on the treadmill, you're on some other cross trainer machine and you're doing weights and you're doing this and then you happen to look at the TV because, hey, our eyes need to go somewhere. And what's on TV? News again. So here you are working out for your health. You're trying to feel good. You're trying to feel happy. You're trying to get all those happy chemicals going and your body into a nice condition. And on TV, your eyes are fixed and taking in all of this information. And if it's not new, so normally in gyms, they have, I think they have at least two TVs side by side and then you know third one maybe and they're all running some form of negative information at least one of them could be showing news because of course what would happen if the people on treadmills don't know what's going on in the world because what's going to happen is, oh, they're going to be happy. Why are we allowing people to be happy while they're working out? Let's make them unhappy. So now they're working out and they're feeling, oh, my God, this is what's happening in the world. And their minds are not focused on working out. You know, it's uh, kind of, ooh, it's bad news being projected. And whether they know it or not, maybe they think they're immune but it's seeping through. It's going inside. So their gym session is now clouded with negative news. So this obsession with news and that to this kind of news, and then this obsession with watching serials and movies that have all of this stuff. It's, Something where you are, okay, let's bring in Fictitious Jane. Where Fictitious Jane is now going and traveling in a negative space. I don't know if you've heard um, some of my past shows or read my book, Joyful Manifestation, but I talk about energy corridors and whatever you see in that corridor depends upon the corridor that you're in. So if you're walking through, if fictitious Jane is walking through a corridor and it has this kind of a wall paint and 
floor, pictures on the walls. So if there's all cars on the walls and it's like a car theme, then fictitious Jane is going to be watching all of these car pictures and this car theme while she's walking through this corridor. If she changes the corridor, then she has a another theme going through. It could be planes. It could be models. It could be food theme. It could be anything, correct? And whatever corridor fictitious Jane is walking through, that's what she's going to observe. So people who are in the space of keeping up with news and you know watching it and then talking about it and then thinking it's important and following up on it because yes they have to read up on it after that right they need to go now on the internet and read up on the crap on the trash so after they do that how are they going to experience joyful manifestation energy because the energy that is being thrown on them that they're surrounded by that they're walking through is the energy of negativity and of course i only took examples of energy corridors where you've got pictures of cars and planes and um models and stuff like that food that's good stuff but people who are actually watching these things are going through energy corridors that have bad images it's like a wave of bad stuff and people are walking through that wave hoping that they're somehow going to get out of the wave and be okay. But joyful manifestation energy cannot enter such waves of dense thickness of absolute thick, dense, dark energy. I, you know, scrambled around for some few words that would describe it, but this is all I could come up with at this time. It's dark energy, it's dense energy, and how is joyful manifestation energy going to penetrate that dark and dense energy? So the thing is, get out of that corridor, get into corridors where there is this gorgeous, light, free, clear energy running. And as you get into that corridor, you are changing your reality because literally what you experience is something different. Your senses start to register something different. Good stuff starts happening. Joyful manifestation energy can now permeate. It can come through all the cracks. It's now filling up this energy corridor, I mean, you are actually in a nice energy corridor, so it's filling it up, and it's full of good love, life, laughter, everything nice, and you're having a good time, and you're, it's like being in a jacuzzi, and you're having a lot of fun, a lot of fun, resting and relaxing in that jacuzzi, and fantastic, silky water, feeling that water around you, relaxing, putting your head back, relaxing, stretching your body out and imagining that this is life and life is good, life is comfortable, life is luxurious, life is great and allowing all of this fantastic joyful manifestation energy to cushion you 
It can be your cushion, you know, it can be your comforter, all the blankies that children like to hold on to. It's just this. It's joyful manifestation blankies. <laughs> That's why they have these blankies, because it reminds them of the time when they felt com comforted and literally comforter, comforted, right? And they're surrounded with all of this good stuff. We are going into the section where we talk about money, money manifestation, because, you know, we had already started to get into the jacuzzi and all of this luxury. So let's take this energy with us into money manifestation, work and career. We will take a couple of minutes break, listen to some music and come back soon. So hold on tight. This is Sugandhi Ayu for the Joyful Manifestation Show. Welcome back. We're into money manifestation now, work and career. We were talking about being in good energy, positive, joyful energy, being in this jacuzzi, relaxing, feeling the water all around you, letting it surround you with its 
tenderness and care. Water is supposed to be cleansing, as you know. You know, everybody bathes. I hope so, crossing my fingers. <laughs> so water signifies cleaning and it's clean. It's supposed to be clean and you feel good when you are in water in if you have a body of water that you're surrounded by and it's in a nice lux luxurious place good lighting good atmosphere that's what the senses need to relax it needs to feel good the body needs to feel good about itself it needs to feel good about its surroundings it needs to feel nourished, taken care of, protected. And beyond that, you've got the next level of luxury. So you've got the survival going on, you know, being cared for, taken care of. That's a bit on the survival level. And then you've got luxury, which is a higher level, where you are experiencing absolute wealth. There are people in this world who experience a lot of wealth. A lot. It's almost like God kept giving them money and then forgot to stop. God opened the tap, money kept falling out, and he forgot to close the tap. So they surrounded in all of this money and everything that they touch, everything that they look at, it's all wealth around them. There are different levels that people live on, basic levels, and we're not even going into poverty right now. That's a whole new level, I mean, whole other level. But let's just start with the basic level. So some people live in very basic, sparse conditions. And then you have people who bring in a bit of decor into that and decorate and feel like they're living in some kind of a comfortable place. And then higher and higher you go, people who really like to decorate. And we're not talking about tastes over here. So they like to de decorate and they like to bring things that signify wealth. So this piece signifies wealth and this piece signifies wealth. And in that, there are people who put in a lot of money in a certain item of decor and people who put in less money. So someone may go to a thrift store maybe and bring in something for $10. And it looks good because nowadays you get a lot of things which don't break the bank. They look good. They don't break the bank and they're made in different countries. They're, they're imported into the country and so you can have a lot of nice looking things which look really good and help support the feeling of luxury but don't have to be dramatically expensive but then you go another level and there are people who buy good tasteful stuff hopefully but they're spending a lot of money in each item so their feeling of happiness comes from not only the fact that it looks good, because like I said, you can now get 
a lot of decorative items that you can place around your home which don't break the bank. They are pretty reasonable in price. But then you have people who want really expensive things and each item is going to cost a lot of money. And these items are kept very carefully in different places. So now that's wealth on another level. And then you have people who are even higher than that. They spend enormous amounts of money on these objects, on a painting. They've just spent a whole bunch of money. And they love to have a party, throw a party, and then show people. And people stand around the painting and admire it. And, oh, that's uh, this, 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 this. You know, they mention the name of the artist. And, oh, wow, that must have cost a fortune. And then they discuss all that. So different people live on different levels of wealth. And there are people who are completely immersed in wealth. Completely. So in paintings, they will probably get the most expensive painting. You can go higher than that. If they buy a flower vase, it would be very expensive and you cannot go higher than that. So every item is really, really pricey. Now, people could judge and say, oh, why is this person spending so much money? But you see, if you think of that person, his entire mind, mental energy, is composed of wealth. It's saturated completely with wealth. He can't think in another way. His mind is full of that. He just cannot think in a different way. And allowing yourself, of course, you are the best judge of how far you want to go into the land of wealth. You're the best judge of that. However, it's not wrong to be that way. It's not wrong to be surrounded in absolute wealth. It's not wrong. So the first obstacle that comes to mind is Oh, that's sin. Having that amount of wealth, being immersed in that amount of wealth, like absolute wealth, it's sin. And there comes the first obstacle, and that's based on morals and the feeling of something being over the top. As you notice what your mind thinks of and how it judges and labels, you will be able to remove some of these obstacles and start to think a little differently because having that amount of wealth, if you really think about it, means that person can buy anything. He can buy his own island. He can buy anything. Now the second obstacle will come up. Oh, money does not buy happiness. He can buy anything, but it does not buy happiness. It does not buy love. Well, for some people, it has bought that. But this is not to prove whether it's right or wrong. But to notice the second obstacle that just came up in the mind, and that's money doesn't buy happiness, nor does it buy love. So... If this person can buy everything, it doesn't mean he's going to be happy or that he's going to have love in his life. So this person who can buy anything is not thinking of happiness and love at that time. 
he's thinking of what he can buy. It's purely a purchase decision. He doesn't allow his head to be swimming in all kinds of things and thinking, oh my God, just because I can buy an island doesn't mean I can buy love or happiness. No, he's busy buying an island. He has the money to buy an island with and he's enjoying buying that island. It's other people who sit and think about it. Oh, he can buy an island, but he can't buy love or happiness. So these obstacles that come in the mind, you know, these judgment and labels and all of these things, it's nice to look at it and be able to remove it because these obstacles can hold a person back from seeking absolute wealth and from being that person. This is a money manifestation show. And so we make no pretense about being completely immersed in money and being money minded. <laughs> so if you're shocked, like what she's saying, it's because this is a money manifestation section of the show. And we're talking about money and watching the obstacles that come up in the mind with irritating irregularity and judgments about people who can buy that island and who are busy thinking about what they can buy. It should go away because then fictitious Jane can focus on making money. She's not stopping herself knowingly or unknowingly, consciously or unconsciously, because there are people who unconsciously create obstacles for themselves. So let's say fictitious Jane, if she ties up with somebody, she can, with person A, she can make a lot of profits. She can start this fantastic business. She can make a lot of profits. She can enjoy a better life. But unconsciously, she sabotages herself. So consciously, it would be that she decides, I'm never going to meet Mr. A again, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mr. A is like this. Mr. A is like this. I don't want all of that. That's conscious thoughts. And then subconsciously, unconsciously, she could fail to show up at certain times when... Mr. A is maybe doing something, you know, he's at work or he's in a coffee shop. There's a favorite coffee shop or favorite restaurant that he dines in. And fictitious Jane knows it, but she subconsciously or unconsciously sabotages being at the right place at the right time. Something blocks her. It's her energy. It's preventing her from reaching success by being in the company of Mr. A at that particular time where she can then access him, you know, talk to him, do something, shake her hand, her head. I mean, she can get his attention. She can do things to improve her life. Looking at your obstacles, judgments about other people who have made it. Also, trying to see if some of the reasons that fictitious Jane or you fictitious Jane has not been able to make it is, is it conscious decisions? Like I am not going there or something unconscious where she is stopped from going there just because her energy doesn't permit her to be at the right place at the right time. Making money is so important and it's a joy in itself. You know, making money can bring happiness because it really feels good 
when the money is piling up and you see all those positive figures in the bank account and it's growing and it's growing, 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 growing. There's so much money there. And it's all for you to spend and be happy with. So what are the few things that you are going to do in the coming weeks to help yourself become really rich? Now, another thing is don't always connect with everybody else in the group. So let's say there are 10 people in a group and quite a few of them have different thoughts about money. It's their thought. Let them have it. You can be different. You are your own person. You carry your own belief system. You can be a separate unit thinking for himself or herself. You don't have to do what other people do. You know how they say, if person A, person B jumps in the well, would you also jump in the well? Would person B? No. So if that's the case, then why jump into lack with other people? It's their decision to be in lack or to not be in absolute wealth. So why make the same decision that everybody else is making? Why? Because it's a group. It's mass consciousness on a smaller level. But still, why join people who are doing something else when you could be doing something else? You could keep your money manifestation ability separate from them. So you're basically not letting their thoughts interfere with your thoughts. Because remember, you're giving out all these vibrations. Beep, beep, beep. If their thoughts are penetrating your thoughts and creating all these leaks in thoughts and then replacing the composition of your thoughts with their thoughts, your vibrations now are dulled. They're reduced. They're dimmed. And so the law of attraction cannot bring absolute wealth. Fictitious Jane's way. Because her vibrations have been reduced. The composition, the content. Okay, let's say content, the money content. The energy has been reduced by other people's thoughts. Because they don't really want it. Or whatever the reason is, you cannot allow your thoughts to be upset by other people's thoughts. Being in a group is good only to the extent of having some fun or doing some shared activities to a certain extent. But your money energy, if it is being controlled directly, indirectly, consciously, unconsciously by other people, then you end up living the life that someone else is living. Not your life, not the life that you were meant to live. Not the life where you could literally be deciding, oh, I'm going to buy this island today. I'm going to buy this house. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to be doing this with my money. And maybe investing that money in something and then, you know, you get more money and the money starts piling up. Do not let someone else interfere 
with your thoughts on money. Our show, Joyful Manifestation, is here to support you. It's here to support whatever you want for yourself where money is concerned. It's here to take away these obstacles and blocks that's keeping you, fictitious Jane, trapped. And the only way is to get freedom. Freedom to be as rich as you can be, as wealthy as you can be. We are stepping into soulmate manifestation, love and sex. We will take a couple of minutes break, listen to some music and come back soon. So hold on tight. Joyful manifestation, love and sex. Love. Joyful manifestation, love. This is Sugandhi, Ayer for the Joyful Manifestation Show. Welcome back. We're into soulmate manifestation now. Love and sex. Relationship rules are rules created by man for the purpose of negotiating relationships. They guide people to do X if 
B happens. So if someone does this, this is what you can do. If someone does this, this is what it indicates. This is what it means. Relationship, relationship rules are man-made. It's based on study of human behavior, years of information, of observing what people do, what are the possibilities, probabilities, and then arriving at certain actions that can be taken based on that. Do they work? Do these relationship rules actually work? They do. They do work in certain situations. They do have some application. It's not all completely bad or incorrect. It helps show someone what to do if something happens. So let's say there's this couple and let's say Tom and Jane. Fictitious Jane is always there to help us. So we have fictitious Tom, fictitious Jane. And Tom does something. He fails to turn up on time. He fails to communicate properly. He fails to do this. He fails to do that. Now, the relationship rules would tell Jane, fictitious Jane, what to do in case Tom does any one of these things. However, after a little bit, these relationship rules start to fail. Because as per these rules, Jane should have left Tom. If Tom does this, 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 to a great extent, you know, after therapy and this and that, counseling, friends and family getting involved. And Jane thinks, oh my God, Tom is still doing this. He's not going to change. I have to leave him. I have to leave him. Soulmate man manifestation says it's not Tom who's doing it. He's an instrument. I mean, he is doing it, but there's a lot of energy around the situation that developed, that happened. And the patterns of energy are now so much in place, they've taken a hold of the situation and happening automatically. All the energies created by Tom and Jane are now in their home and following them wherever they go. And the same things happen, maybe a little differently here, maybe a little differently there. It keeps happening, it keeps happening. Now all the thought forms of everybody else is included. So there's much more energy in this situation. There's more energy in the subject. And soulmate manifestation says, follow the process that's given in the book Joyful Manifestation, do soulmate manifestation. And this is just one example. This is of a couple that's already there. You know, they're together and a lot of crap has happened. A lot of bad things have happened. 
but then people meet each other new and still there are bad things happening. Nothing's falling into place because there are energy patterns that are ruling and controlling that situation also, even where people newly meet. There are energy patterns controlling situations created by past. Some people say past lives or immediate past or maybe 20 years before, 10 years before growing up. There are so many pasts that you can think of and so many patterns put into place by society, family, belief systems and families that hold them together or break them apart. Soulmate manifestation has a process that can clear this out and bring the satisfaction that is needed, that's wanted. I have seen so many people come together after the husband has left the wife or the wife has left the husband or the relationship is broken and soulmate manifestation helps them come back together. It succeeds where therapy fails. You know, there's an extent of therapy that can happen because they're working with relationship rules. Relationship rules has application, but to a certain extent. Soulmate manifestation is about love karma. Everybody has a love karma. It's a certain pattern. And they carry it in their energy. The thing replays again and again. So if there's fictitious Tom, and let's say he needs women who cheat on him all the time. Fictitious Jane meets men who cheats on her all the time. They're lying. They're not communicating. They have a relationship. They walk away. They're with somebody else. So many things happening where relationships are concerned. Relationship rules would say if that man is cheating, leave him. It's not that everybody has to be a doormat. It's not about that. But it's about using soulmate manifestation to actually evaluate where you are and what's happening. There has been a big web created, crisscross, crisscross. There's this thread and that thread. Everything's crisscross and there's a big mess. You have to unravel these threads. And that's what I do when I'm with my clients. I help them unravel it. So many karmic energies playing in that situation, one on top of the other. And many of these karmic energies are related to each other. So somebody could be having a love karma, but it's actually affecting their money karma. You see, because one spouse could be saying, don't go and make money. I'm not interested in money. And then she gets angry and so many things happening. And unraveling all of this, using soulmate manifestation to create what you want and to really realize what are the karmic energies what is your love karma what exactly is your love karma you have to find that out and then change it it's about you working on yourself it's not about you working on someone else but you working on yourself finding out what your love karma is and changing it and that's what i help people do because nobody has really studied this to the extent that they can effectively help someone clear that up and make it good. Make it good. Find out what is happening with your love karma. What's happening in your life? What are the issues 
that keep repeating. Your soulmate is your mirror. He's going to show you who you are. So, a fictitious Jane has the soulmate fictitious Tom. And fictitious Jane has issues with her love karma. Fictitious Tom is actually going to reflect it back to her. It's not that he's going to save her. If fictitious Jane is highly insecure, there's only so much fictitious Tom can do to make her feel good about herself. At some point, fictitious Tom becomes a source of insecurity, further insecurity for fictitious Jane. Because fictitious Tom is a mirror of where fictitious Jane is in her life with regards to love. You can work on your soulmate manifestation also. It's given in the book. It's in the book, Joyful Manifestation. You can get that on Amazon.com or some other online retailers. Read up on it. Contact me if you need help with your soulmate situation. Because having a satisfactory soulmate relationship is so important because it's not just that it's you having a love life, but it's also about what other thoughts come out of this for you. Feeling of loneliness, feeling of being alone, feeling of being rejected, feeling of being abandoned, feeling of loss. Now, all of these feelings have become part of the aura, have become part of the energy system that is you. That is fictitious chain. We spoke about money manifestation in the previous section, and I always say that even though these two topics are separate and somebody could be a fantastic money manifester, and this does not cancel out what I said about when people make money, it's not that they should be thinking, I shouldn't make money because it's not going to buy me happiness or love. It's not about that. It doesn't cancel that out. But if you separate these two topics, one could be an amazing money manifester, but not a good soulmate love manifester. These two subjects, these two areas, even though when I am unraveling stuff for them, you know, there are commonalities. I'm going to look at everything, but it's not that all rich people have love. This doesn't mean that they're going to stop making money. They're still going to make money because you're not supposed to be stopping making money because of this. These are separate. However, not all rich people have love and not all people who have love are rich. These are separate areas that one needs to work on. And where love is concerned, where soulmates are concerned, following only relationship rules does not work fully. You have to look at the entire energy composition 
of what a person's beingness contains. Does a person contain satisfaction in love? When I say contain, I'm just talking of his aura, his energy. Is a person satisfied in love? Is this person always having fulfillment in life through love? We're talking of romantic love. You have to see what you normally feel where love is concerned. Do you normally feel contented? Do you normally feel as if you get the man you want? Do you normally feel as if you get the man that you originally wanted and not settling for a duplicate substitute? People do that. They they meet someone, they want someone, they don't get that someone, then they manifest someone else who's kind of like that someone, like a copy, a Xerox copy, a poor one maybe. <laughs> and then they're trying to live life with this other person when the original is still there. Why don't you go get the original? Use soulmate manifestation techniques and get the original and make yourself feel happy knowing that you got the original and that not you're not settling for something else. And so many people do this. They come to me. Oh, I was with Jason and I got this guy. His name is John. Oh, Jace. And he was a Mexican and he's a Mexican too. Oh, I see. He had dark hair. He's got dark hair too. He's got brown skin. He's got brown skin too. Well, a different type of brown. Or he had blue eyes. He is blue eyes too. People get these replicas and similar models and they try to make their lives happy with it, which is fine. Nothing wrong with it exactly. But if after all of that, you're not feeling as much fulfillment and contentment because you're not with your soulmate. You're with a replica. Something that you've managed to create because, hey, everybody's kind of a manifester, right? Everybody has some manifestation ability. So they manage to <laughs> manifest a replacement substitute. <laughs> and this happens so often, you have no idea. The original is standing there and you're supposed to learn how to do soulmate manifestation and get the original already. Especially if the replica is not a full soulmate, maybe containing a little bit of energy qualities, you know, certain qualities that the original contains and you're just making do with it. Find out who your soulmate is. Is this person really my soulmate? That's something that I do for people. It's easy to find that out. It's very easy to find that out. And knowing that you're supposed to be with your soulmate is also very important because there is a connection that soulmates have. They literally send each other messages. They're connected in energy. They can, they can create for each other. They can support each other. They can do things for each other. A soulmate energetically supports you. And knowing this, is so important because then you get out of the whole thing about he's not nice to me. He did this. He did that. But then think about getting to joyful manifestation energy because joyful manifestation energy is a good energy. It's going to support your soulmate relationship. 
it will cushion your soulmate relationship and create good. Figuring out who your soulmate is, also knowing that relationship rules works so far. You have to bring in soulmate manifestation and use that to navigate your soulmate situation. Your soulmate can really support you and make good happen for you. Being with the wrong person may actually mess things up. Knowing that if you're connected to your soulmate and using the soulmate manifestation process, keeping good energy flowing between you and your soulmate can make your life so, so amazing, so full of contentment, so fulfilled, so much more, actually. It's like being in that jacuzzi, resting and enjoying the atmosphere around you and the luxurious, amazing, silky water around you, feeling it on your skin, knowing that you're cocooned, knowing that you're in the laps of luxury because you are in good energy. You are in joyful manifestation energy. We're at the end of our show now. We will meet again two weeks later, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So come and join us again on the show. In the meanwhile, in the meantime, have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. The Joyful Manifestation Show is now broadcasting live on over a hundred digital stations. These stations include 24 foreign stations in over 13 countries and social media websites, which include Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. You can hear us live on iTunes, Spreaker, LA Radio FM, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, AHA Radio, and more. And you can always catch the podcast for the Joyful Manifestation Show on iHeartRadio, among others. Joyful Manifestation Show is heard all over the world. We'll take you where you want to go.